Hello, hi everyone. Welcome to the first episode of the Meaning Podcast, where we learn to make sense of the everyday complexity inherent in our world. Now, for the first episode, I had decided to have a well-known complexity thought leader to really help me kickstart the podcast and give a sort of foundational understanding of what complexity is. But we hit a sort of scheduling snag. So I thought, why not use this first episode to really give everyone a rundown on why I'm doing this podcast, how I came to the field of complexity science, and what my overall intentions are. So let's get into the first episode. about me and my career journey that sort of brought me to this field. So my name is Sheldon Subeb, um, originally from a sort of small town in the northern part of Namibia. I studied industrial organizational psychology at the University of Namibia. Uh, and in my final year, I got the opportunity to work for a small consultancy doing a bit of everything from recruitment to training uh, and everything in between. I appreciated this organization because I learned to apply uh, the psychological sort of behavioral work instead of being stuck with the administrative you know, and mundane work usually seen in some bigger organizations. This gave me a foundational understanding of behavior and sort of mindset theory uh, and how you know, thoughts impact feelings. Uh, and consequently impact behavior and or habit. And then I got a, a, a better opportunity to work for one of Namibia's sort of biggest FMCG organizations. Now this organization was a market leader, sort of with great profit margins, a general solid employee satisfaction, uh, and as a result it was a great start to my HR career. And in my role as an L&D practitioner, I was responsible for improving the organization's capability to sustain and enhance the current employee performance or general performance. So the conventional learning and development waterfall process, in other words, training needs analysis, design or source, train and evaluate was sufficient. We had a strong focus on diagnosing the competency gap because we had the time and the resources to look for the best solutions uh, to learning challenges. And this was sort of evident throughout the organization with concepts and tools um, like root cause analysis, five whys, and six sigma. This is also the organization that I was sort of introduced to uh, the concept of VUCA. You know that volatile, uncertain, complex and ambiguous nature of the world of work. Although, in all honesty, it was an over-there concept because of the stability uh, I was within that specific organization. I then moved to another manufacturing organization, one that was deemed a, a little bit of a crazy move by my colleagues and peers because unlike the previous organization, it was not a market leader, it was riddled with a vicious competitor 
and the general sort of financial environment was not helping at all. So you can imagine the harsh internal organizational environment with regards to the general performance and employee sort of engagement. So in an attempt to create some form of stability uh, in what was potentially a chaotic environment, we focused on engaging all of the leadership in the organization, you know, to sort of come together and sort of create a, a, a stability, right? But not the conventional meeting sessions. We deliberately opened up spaces in the organization to have meaningful conversations about our current reality. I think this, in my opinion, allowed people to make sense of the situation and realize how best we can maneuver the testing time. So it was really creating those sort of liberating, structuresque and appreciative inquiry spaces where people could convene outside of their normal leadership meeting quota. Um, and we had interesting results, especially with regards to employee experience and the general engagement. Then I went to my fourth employer, a large media and television technology-based organization with several products and accompanying product items, with a large presence in various African markets. Now, the digital industry is one, if not the most growing and continuously adapting sector in the world. And organizations that are mainly in the digital space, we have to keep up with the times if in any way they want to survive. I didn't know this when I started because the pace at which change was happening within this organization was alarming and a little bit disorienting. It was software updates, actual product changes, as well as system-wide changes throughout the organization. I mean, it sounds normal, but there was something new every other week, and a few times all at the same time. So imagine multiple projects, teams, all working at the same time, trying to improve different areas of the organization. So across the entire business value chain. And I was involved at the back end of all of this innovation. So I was tasked with upskilling employees with everything that sort of is being changed or improved. And when I told my manager at the time that I needed to get comfortable with the pace of change, sort of she politely said that that's just the way it is. But you know, after understanding the complexity of organizational change and how fast things really are uh, in different sort of sectors and industries, what I wanted her to tell me was really to just you know, adapt or die. Because this business understood that if in any way they wanted to uh, maintain the, the, the business that they have right now, they would need to sort of constantly, you know, iterate and sort of creatively change their organization to meet the demands of their customers. So I look at these four organizations as an interesting model for change, especially in uncertain and complex times. You have the organization one that has taught me about the importance of 
mindset evaluation as it pertains to behavioral change. Um, organization two, uh, you know, the stable market leading organization with good performance that may be comfortable with the status quo and no apparent need for adaptability or change. You have organization three that is in the midst of chaos and serious complexity and has to find new ways of solving these complex problems. And lastly, organization four that knows and anticipates the amount of potential disruption in the world and deliberately, you know, creates buffers to ride, you know, said disruption. So when I got to this realization, I started to look into this more, you know, looking at organizational change differently. I didn't have the terminology, so I started sort of doing Google searches, you know, and went back and looked at my experience and tried to make sense of the differences. And a few concepts started to sort of creep out of the woodwork, right? From diagnostic organizational development to dialogic OD, from social constructivism and essentialism, from systems thinking to non-linearity and many other sort of thinking around this science called complexity. And in 2020, I really went down what seemed like a never-ending rabbit hole of complexity and introduced myself to thought leaders like Sonia Blechnot, Nassim Taleb, Nora Bateson, Dave Snowden, Mary Obin, and, and all of whom have really helped me sort of create a, a sort of working vocabulary for, for these thoughts. And this was the inspiration for starting this podcast, focusing on what complexity is and addressing the question around why complexity and not simplicity. Why not focus on, com on, on, on making life simpler? But complexity is a fact of life and our environment. It can't be wished away or ignored. It's just there. It's a natural phenomenon. Think of culture, ecosystems, and human relationships. It's hard to break them down to a single unit to diagnose and understand every part. It's more about the relationships, connections, and the outcomes of these relationships within the system. You have to look at the whole as an interrelated unit. But let's maybe start with a working definition for complexity. And Dave Snowden, the founder of Cognitive Edge and an all-round pioneer in the field of complexity, defines it as the science of inherent uncertainty. He is also the creator of what is called the Kinevan Framework, which helps people sort of identify the system in which you may be operating, especially when you are trying to solve problems. So the first one is called an ordered system, which is seen to have a high level of constraint and predictability in other words, there are acceptable ways to solve problems and simply by simply applying best and good enough practices. So if you have a, a problem or a issue uh, and 
a best practice exists, you would use this sort of audit system approach to solve that problem uh, by looking at already existing solutions. And then you have what is called the complex system or domain, which has some constraints, but everything is very interconnected. Uh, we do not know what the connections are. We can only assess probability, but cannot predict it as a result. There is an emergent way of working in this domain by probing the system as it is. So when you are faced with a problem where solutions are not entirely, you know, apparent and the sort of variables and factors are highly entangled, the best approach within that sort of complexity is not to find a single solution, but rather uh, let the solution come through a sort of designed approach to help emergence come to the fore. And then you have the chaotic domain. There are no constraints, no predictability, and here there is an immediate call to action by creating the constraints that are so lacking. Dave Snowden says that many leaders tend to take an engineering approach to leading in complex times. They treat complex systems as predictable mechanistic ones, and they make decisions based on their past cases and results from other systems. But they may well not get the same results because the context and initial conditions are different. He argues that there is a huge cost in perpetuating an ordered system. Leaders need to respond to complexity with complexity, he says. And my goal with this podcast is to create a container for people to learn about complexity and essentially gain some tools to be able to respond appropriately. I'm hoping to do this through casual conversations with experts and practitioners experienced in navigating complex problems like poverty, education, relational and conflict issues, cultures, and most recently, a pandemic like COVID-19. I want to explore complexity theory in all fields of study and all disciplines because that transference may help us create better solutions for our world. And hopefully listeners will apply this understanding to what they may be facing and help develop everyday vocabulary for exploring complexity. time please do subscribe to the meaning podcast um, we are available on most of the podcast applications um, under meaning namibia and you can also follow me sheldon subeb on linkedin uh, just to make sure you don't miss out of any of our future episodes this has been the first official episode of the meaning namibia podcast stay safe